Our condolences go out to the family of hard work Bobby Walker. Wait, what's that? Hard work Bobby Walker's not actually dead? Oh well. Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny! Brandon! What's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was the biggest accomplishment of your podcast. So, send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I speak for Christ's sake. Brandon. What is going on, Brandon? Mr. I yawn before we go on air. <laughs> That's the energy you're trying to set to, for I this episode. Have a, you always have to have a good morning yawn, you know, right at lunchtime. Morning yawn at 1 p.m. Yeah. The, the episode's an hour <laughs> later than we normally shoot, but but no, no, no. It's okay. It, it's, it's okay. A morning yawn. Because you know what's going to happen. I'm going to get that 230 crash. So it's like you start yawning now. You've been watching too many five hour energy commercials. <laughs> yeah. You're the, you're the, <laughs> two o'clock is all downhill. You're the type of guy that takes energy drink just to go home and have some whiskey to sleep. It's a good idea. It's all about balance, man. It's about balance yeah. and getting some rest. I, I won't mention who it was, but we had a discussion. Um, <laughs> there was a, a former coworker of mine, essentially, where one day we were leaving, and he goes, he's he's like, you know, pounding back an energy drink at like nine p.m. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm like, what are you gonna do when you get home? Like, you working out? He's like, no, I'm gonna go drink whiskey. I'm like, yeah. like, why, 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 you, why are you drinking a, why are you drinking an energy drink to get home to drink whiskey? That's like Maybe taking, just... that's like, that's like taking crack, to, and then going home and taking a sleeping pill. It's like, it's like you instead of an upper and a downer, why don't you just like. Kind of mellow Not out. Not doing anything, right? Maybe he, maybe he was, maybe he's feeling sleepy. He's like, you know, I don't want to crash on the way home, so I'll drop, I'll drop an energy drink. But I don't know. I don't know how fast those things kick in. So it probably wasn't that's a what I'm saying. Exactly. Right. It kick in. Exactly. Until he got it probably home. didn't kick in until he got home, and then he's already jittery, <laughs> and then he has to like. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Maybe he just I'm likes the here. taste of energy drinks. I'm not here to correct people's mistakes. <laughs> AKA, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, like Brandon's yeah. parents. Um, <laughs> Does anybody do that? Like, just take medicine just for the taste? Sometimes it's just fun to take some medicine or, like, drink an energy drink. What? Just just for, like, the taste of it, maybe. I guess. Not necessarily the effects of it. I guess. But, you know, I had actually had a discussion. We were all, the, like, uh, yeah. a couple friends uh, of ours. We were talking about, like, pre-workouts. And, like, I had said, like, oh, I'm going to get this pre-workout. And they were like, oh, but that one tastes like crap. And I was like... Well, like, <laughs> but like the way I said it was like, I'm not drinking a pre-workout to like for taste. <laughs> like I would drink a pre-workout <laughs> to like get myself up. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they're like, yeah, but in the long run. And I was like, okay, okay. For anybody that knows a little bit about protein. I was like, I used to drink ON, optimum nutrition protein. It's the worst tasting <laughs> shit in your life. But I just drank it because it was like, it's quick, got in your system, it was pure. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. So it's like, I feel like, yeah. don't get me wrong, like if you're having smoothies and stuff, cool. But like, if you're just like trying to pound back an energy drink and you, or, or an energy drink or a, a pre-workout or a, um, like a post-workout, um, why am I losing my train of thought here? Protein shake, I guess. Yeah. Pro, protein shake. For some reason, protein shake didn't sound like the correct verbiage. But yeah, if you're trying to pound back a protein shake, it's like, it's just to get in your system and call it a day. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. 
He's just drinking that fast. You don't enjoy it. Don't mix it with some berries. Well, some yes, butter. But, okay, okay. That. That's why I just said a smoothie is yeah. okay, but you're taking the time and investing it. I'm not worried about the taste to just pound back like two scoops and milk and or water and pound it back. I'm not worried about the taste. If I am worried about the taste, I'm gonna go mix in some chocolate, mix in some peanut butter, mix in a banana, and then it'll mask the taste anyway. It- <laughs> Is your friend doing all right? I do. And Wes, Wes has yeah. pea protein all day. That's actually what I drink now is pea protein. P-E-A <laughs> for those in audio land, not like piss protein. Yeah. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at Fernando saying that I don't work out. I was like, come on, Fernando. I'm taking no, the only thing. The only thing Brandon works out is his ignorance. But um, <laughs> anyway, speaking, speaking of uh, fixing ignorance... Let's talk about WWE uh, last week, last Friday. It's kind of reported that they were um, requiring talent to wear masks. Um, uh, yeah, so they have to wear masks in the crowd now. It's a $500 fine for the first <laughs> offense and a $1,000 fine for the second offense. And wow. um, a lot of people, by the way, hi to the chat because the chat's just popping off already. I haven't even said hi to them yet. And uh, <laughs> yes, dude, me and, Wes, me and Wes get along because that's what I make, a yeah. peanut butter green smoothie. That's what I make. I, I add a little bit of cocoa <laughs> into some bitch and call it a day. Wait, wait, why, why is chocolate counterproductive? What's wrong with a little chocolate? <laughs> no, chocolate's not counterproductive. So, so, so Hollis saying chocolate's <laughs> counterproductive. So the problem with chocolate is not that chocolate's counterproductive it's what americans have made into chocolate that's the problem so like the cacao plant right itself is is actually pretty healthy it's got natural stimulants it's it's chocolate so what i do like personally is i take a scoop of cocoa and i throw it in my my uh my smoothie and you know i might add a little bit of like either stevia or organic raw cane sugar so, you know what I mean? So, I'm not doing chocolate per se, because what, what people think is, uh, is chocolate is like Hershey's. And if you read the ingredients, <laughs> it's like high fructose corn syrup and like all of this crap, you know? So, it, it's true. So, chocolate's not bad. It's just what people, what Americans have defined as chocolate. And yes, I'm getting on, sounds like I'm getting on my fitness high horse, but it's true. <laughs> like, I mean, look at his shirt, Brandon. The shirt's so tight now. Look at this. I used to wear this shirt. This shirt used to be baggy. This, well, this is for you. Yeah. Remember, we went to, like, Impact in Orlando? That's right. I bought this shirt. Real brand. People were sleeping on. Brandon, how many TNA shirts do you have? <laughs> so, Brandon, you know. Brandon, wait, wait. Brandon <laughs> claims that he's the TNA fan out of the two of us, right? How many TNA shirts do you have? You know what? I, got, I still got the lanyard for our... Uh, oh, the free lanyard that they gave. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, the free lanyard that they gave uh, when we that. went to... Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I got mine too, bro. but I've also actually bought merchandise <laughs> off of them. So, you know. Bought some merch. He's like... You I, know what I want? Well, go ahead, go ahead. I, was I say, wanted to get one of those things where they would sell, like, those packages of, like, DVDs of, like, all, like, a bunch of batches and stuff. I should have bought one of those. They would have those deals. Yeah, should have, like would have, could have. But Renan, the real fan, has <laughs> never missed, really bought TNA merchandise. I missed out on my opportunity. And now they're gone. No, they're not. Is somebody, is somebody got No, they're oh, not. Wait. Impact, <laughs> see, we'll talk about the real no, no, fan. No, no. They're Impact Wrestling now, owned by completely they're different Impact people. Wrestling. Yeah, it's different people. It's not the same. It's not the same, is what I'm saying. Fernando said he's I, calling this the protein shake talk on the timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> But going back I, to uh, going yeah. back to to WWE and and the mass, it, it was so funny because I threw it out there. I said, "Okay, cool." I said, "Now that WWE is doing this, and let's ridicule WWE because it's true. We should. They didn't weren't testing and doing stuff. So can we ridicule 
T, uh, TNA ridicule AEW for not uh, having their talent in the crowd wearing masks. They're like, well, they're testing. And I was like, cool. What's the fail rate since you know so much? Keep asking people, what's the fail rate of the test? What's the fail rate of the test? And people don't Isn't know. Like There's a like 50-50. It's like a 45% chance yeah. fail, fail rate. So my thing is like, you know, I go back so and get, we, get, we got to have the same energy for both companies. You know? Now, we, I, yeah. I, I thought on, well, I don't know when it was taped or not, but I thought there was a few people in the crowd that didn't have masks on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what I'm wondering too, because it's like I, I read that report and then I, I see a couple people didn't really, they either had their mask down or they didn't really have it. So I don't know. Yeah. I never <laughs> really believe reports, down, right? No I never really believe reports, but yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. But, but back to my point, it was like, I was like, okay, I'm just trying to show you, like, I'm trying to prove a point, which is that there's bias and not just towards AEW, but towards your favorite wrestling company. So you're getting, you're giving one company a pass because you're like, oh, they test. Okay. But even if they test, what if somebody's asymptomatic, they don't have fevers, you know, there's, or the test has a fail rate of 45%. So, you know, like, why don't you add another step and say, and put a, you know, like a mask on, it's like saying, you know, well, I guess birth control is different. I was going to use a birth control <laughs> reference, but birth, birth control has a better, a better, or like, <laughs> success rate, right? So it's like, can, I can't really make that comparison. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, if yeah. they're going to force them to wear masks, they should have like with advertisements on them, you well, know, like well, some sort of company or something. So at least like, they get some money out of it. And AEW is kind of pissing me off because they're the, they're selling masks on AEW shop. They're advertising it clear as day. So it's like, to me, it's like to encourage people. Like, let's just look at look at it on a business aspect. It's like just encourage people to wear masks. By you know, you have them wear it in the ma- in the crowd, and then people go buy it because they're like, oh, that mask is cool. It's as simple as that. I bought this damn TNA shirt because of all the like feather. At the time, it was 2010. That's why it looked like the douchebag affliction shirt because it was. It was supposed to be like that style. I bought it because that was the style at the time. It was kind of cool. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me buy like support TNA and simultaneously look like a douchebag. So, are you gonna are you gonna buy a uh, AEW mask? That's why you're like, yeah, maybe not. No, because because uh, they don't wear masks. So why do I need to wear a mask? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you got heat with me, AEW. You got heat. Wow. So uh, in, the, in the chat, um, so we do have like an exclusive Twitter uh, Twitter chat with all, all the top fans of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. And uh, they were talking about how every episode, apparently I do it one rant, like without trying. Like I do one rant and just get really heated. And uh, that's like the best part of the episode. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize I do that. <laughs> Last week it was about uh, Austin Aries. <laughs> Austin uh, Aries and low key. I just completely went off on them. So let's see. That. Let's stay tuned. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> but everybody in the chat, do me a huge favor right now. Uh, I want to ask you a favor, which is uh, if you're watching this after the fact as well. Uh, so if you want more people to watch our episodes, help us out. You feel like we should get a, a, a broader reach. It's up to you guys. So you guys have to support us by going in the comments, liking uh, liking this episode, giving us a thumbs up, because the more thumbs up we have, YouTube will push it up in the algorithm. Or, so or you guys can buy some bot accounts and just send them away. Don't yeah. buy bot accounts. And just buy some bot accounts. <laughs> just avoid the numbers. So, That'll work too. Either way. Let me tell you why Brandon's a horrible <laughs> businessman. Because if you do that, <laughs> legitimately if you do that, 
what happens is the YouTube algorithm will figure out that it's a bot and just take away the views and the likes from your account. So uh, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. So Brandon's like, what? I've been doing that for like uh, a <laughs> yeah, year. Like, yeah. I've been wasting my time. What? What's going on, man? This is done, Kenny. This is how this works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You think like these Jenna Marbles of the world or the or the PewDiePie's got like a billion subscribers? You think yes. those are real people? Yes. No. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple bots, but when <laughs> when you got lesser views and like a majority of them are bots, then it's completely different. Uh, but Brandon, all right, where yes, do we go sir. from here? All right. Let, let, yeah, I, I you know what? I feel like you got a little rant energy built up. No, I, I, do I don't got it. So. I don't got it yet. <laughs> you know, I got it yet. It's, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but but I do. <laughs> I got to ask you about this uh, AEW puppy battle thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? God damn it. Maybe I am have a rant in, in me for this one. Because what really irritates me about the AEW puppy bowl, and it's funny because Fernando posted it on his Twitter, and I, I neglected to post it, but I sent it to you in person. Yeah. I said AEW does this little stupid cutesy puppy bowl on on YouTube, I guess, after um, Fighter Fest, and that's the thing is cool. It's a little stupid thing. It's a cutesy thing, and, and whatever. But here's the thing: I've always said if Vince McMahon did that shit, if WWE had done a little stupid puppy bowl, people would be like, "This is why WWE's in the state it's in. This is the crap that I can't deal with. This stupid PG company. This is this." But like AEW does something, and they get a pass. They get a pass. Why is that? That goes back to that energy I'm saying. It's like because at the end of the day, WWE in everybody's eyes is the big bad wolf. People, they're the big bad machine. They're the Yankees, right? They're the Yankees. So So the Yankees can't do this, but everybody else can do it. It's like, I get it. Trust me, I get it. But I'm a Yankees fan, so that's a that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's why he's a WWE fan because yeah. of the Yankees. Yeah, I, I'm from New York, so I mean, <laughs> but I guess I but guess yeah. yeah, I guess my thing is like we got we got to treat this equally. Which is if WWE does it, it's not a problem. If AEW does it, it's not a damn problem. It's it's not it's not like it's their actual programming. It's just a little cutesy thing they did, and yeah, like. Marie says, I, I love dogs. By the way, Marie is, is our K-Cup of the week. So Marie's been very lively in that uh, top fans chat. Um, Marie, you can go ahead and advertise your stuff in the, uh, in the chat right now. She, she runs a podcast called uh, Squared, correct me if I'm wrong, Squared Circle Podcast. So you can follow that. I think Squared Circle Pod on Twitter. And uh, so, yes, yes. All right. Mason says, Kenny Vince is literally booking a match where Rollins and Mysterio like to rip each other's eyes out. Puppies are fine. Again, let's talk. I think that's going to be my rant. Like, it's coming. I can feel it. I think my rant. The eye for the eye is going to be the rant. I can tell. We'll we'll leave that. We'll leave that for a little bit here. Um, Well, well, let's say I got a little complaint. A little rant. This is this is this is WWE. Brandon's got a rant. Let me hear this. this. this, Well, it's not really a rant. It's just we were watching. He made me stay over like i made you stay i made you stay i told brandon wait 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 wait, 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 whoa 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 let me tell you something let me tell you something brother i didn't make you stay for anything you're a passionate wrestling fan you want to stay then you're gonna stay but i literally after fighter fest (laughs) i told brandon too i I told brandon like hey i told brandon why don't you stay and watch the main event of nxt i hear it's really good like let's watch that too 
and Brandon doesn't respond because Brandon's already <laughs> falling asleep. So Brandon's only got Brandon's like a like a like an oven timer, right? I set a timer. It's like man. he set it. He sets it for about two hours, no matter what the show is, right? And right at that right at that two hour mark, he'll just start, which is why you can't watch Raw because he'll watch the first two hours of Raw. And that third hour hits, and Brandon says. <laughs> Brandon's just falling his ass asleep. So Brandon but I got was good, man. He I got the fighter fest, which I was shocked. I went to the kitchen to make myself a nice little hot dog. You know, gonna make, make a little hot dog. I, I expected to come back and I went, What? Brandon's not asleep? What the hell is I said the year twenty twenty is the weirdest year in the history of our lives because Brandon was not asleep. And I couldn't I couldn't understand how or why. And now I understand because as soon as Keith Lee came out <laughs> On NXT, Brandon went his ass to sleep. Brandon was out. I have a video of it. You don't even know. I posted it on Twitter. Adam Cole's coming out. You can hear. You can hear the. You hear that, and you're like, "There's knocked out completely." Come on, man. But yeah, so so we get through the end of the match, and then Ronaldo's on commentary, and he's like. It's an ex Lee or something cheesy like that. Oh like, my god, the there's Brandon's rant. There's Brandon's rant right there because Brandon was not having it. Brandon, Bra okay, so yeah, the, the show ends. Obviously, Keith Lee won the title, and then uh, Brandon go, uh, you know, uh, Mar Ronaldo goes, "Welcome to N X Lee," and like goes out. So Brandon, I'll let you take over the story from there because yeah, Brandon so, had a conniption. So, like yeah, as soon as I that happened. This. I hear this cheese, and I'm like, man, what the hell? If freaking Michael Cole had said that nonsense, everybody would be running him down as the worst commentator in wrestling history. But this guy gets away with it. I don't understand it. Because it's, it's the Yankees, it's AEW versus right, the Yankees, right. I was going to say, like, people always have, like, a little love for, like, the, I don't want to say the, the little engine that could, but, you know, like, they view Morrow a certain way because Morrow, that, you know what it is? People always right. want to seek vulnerability in other people. I know this is a huge psychological thing I'm hitting, but it's true, right. right? So people don't want to support the people they feel are better than them. They want to support the people they feel are with them. Mm. So that's, again, this is why I get it, right? Because at the end of the day, you feel like AEW is not up there, and you're right. They're not yet, you know? Uh, Mauro Ronaldo ha ha is bipolar, so, you know, he's mm. humanized in that sense. So you don't give Michael Cole that same love because Michael Cole is like, you know, Michael Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole. You no, know. it was probably it's boss for time. Him to say, right? Yeah. I'm just, like, I wonder, like, does somebody just like radio in and say like, hey, say it's NXT Lee or whatever. Or, or Morrow Morrow was yeah. always like that. He just no, Morrow, <laughs> if you watch his old MMA footage and stuff like that, yeah. Morrow was always meant to do wrestling commentary because he'll always say stuff like that. Right. He always says stuff like that, you know? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a cheesy pun right now, but, you know, Morrow, I, Morrow always says, like, you know, it's like Beyonce, I don't know, I got nothing, I got nothing. You know, it's more, more aggressive than Kanye West stealing a microphone from Taylor Swift, you know, like, he always says just <laughs> dumb stuff, you know, like that, like, but, um... Oh, but yeah, you know, it's like it's the same energy, man. It's like it's like if he says it's boss time, and Ronaldo says NX NX the lead. It's like because I cringed when he said it. I was like, uh, I don't know if that was. Uh, oh, See, man. at least we had another NXT fan cringe at, at the time of what he said. 
Yeah, what and, is this me hating? And Marie, I don't know. If, I don't think you were around when we when we talked about the Morrow and Corey situation. So if I know Fernando's got the mem- the episodes memorized, he's got good memory. So if you could direct her to that episode, that would be that would be very helpful because uh yeah we went, <laughs> I went I was a little I had a little bit of a hot take on the Morrow situation about Corey not necessarily being wrong as much as he should have known his audience kind of thing. Uh, so so that's a little bit of a hot take. Uh, but yes, uh, so yes. It, Okay, yeah, so despite his pop culturisms, I absolutely love Morrow's detail for almost every call, except tag team moves. But yeah, I, 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 I like I, I do love Morrow. Morrow's very descriptive. I don't want to say Michael Cole's phoning it in at this point, but Michael Cole, you know, he's, his best years are behind him. You know, he's a senior. You know, you get to a certain point, you've done this so many years, it can only sound so good for so long. You know, um, that's just my take. That's just my take. Are, they, anyway. are they still the best team though? Like uh, Cole and uh, oh my gosh, they were the best like, team. When were they no, the no, best with the, team? With, this, with the tats, oh my god, <laughs> I'm forgetting his Corey name. Graves. We just Corey said Graves. it. We yes, literally Corey just Graves. said. Wait, no. Are you even paying attention to this episode? I was talking. We were talking about the Mar Ronaldo Corey Graves situation, and yet you go, literally yeah, forgot I, his I, name. I, it's like me going, uh, my co-host over here. Um, uh, it's like literally we're here. Like uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Brandon's best work today, I promise you. I knew I knew he was in a great mood when he yawned before we went on air for the episode. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. I think they're still out of the, out of the three shows, they're they're still probably the most solid team, the SmackDown crew. You think so? Yeah, out of uh I mean I, I, the three man is good, but it, to me it gets it's a little bit too much sometimes, so I, I like it kind of with just two people. I was like, but yeah, I, I was like the two man crew, thing, which yeah. is um which is why I think it's correct me if I'm wrong. NXT has only been like Beth Phoenix and um and uh, Mar Ronaldo now. I actually like that a little bit better. I don't like I don't like three man teams um, either. You know what I mean? Personally, um, <laughs> the last time I could stand Michael Cole, he was getting smacked around by The Rock. Yeah, that was a long time ago too. <laughs> <laughs> they say they say Brandon's about to fall asleep. Brandon, they're they're calling it. They're all making bets in the chat here. Uh, we have a Patreon. Hey, We're gonna have yeah, a Patreon. Yeah, We're gonna have a Patreon <laughs> and be like you know. Brandon fall asleep. Yeah, when will Brandon fall asleep? We'll take bets. Um, <laughs> that's actually LB and OnlyFans. <laughs> unlock, unlock, <laughs> unlock uh, Brandon's um, sleeping to, uh, pictorial. Uh, oh, uh, but yeah. anyway, um, so Rey Mysterio, actually, speaking of, of Rey Mysterio, we were talking about him earlier. Uh, so apparently he's working without a contract. He hasn't re-signed with WWE, apparently. His contract's up, supposedly. I almost don't believe that. Uh, I don't think WWE would let Rey Mysterio work without a contract. I mean, he's got that respect. Don't get me wrong, but to be to put him in a high profile uh, match, um, I don't know if 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 I believe that necessarily. He's at least on a contract extension, at the very least. You know what I mean? I don't think Rey Mysterio is on a handshake deal. That's just my right. knowledge of the business. Um, I, I would dare I say maybe he had some uh, extension due to like injuries or other things. Maybe they uh, added a couple months to his contract. I think it, there's something like that that's not being reported. That's right. just, that's my take. But, yeah, because um, there was one thing I saw, and they were like, "Oh, he's not under contract, so he could technically go somewhere else and do some work because he's not under." And I was like, "What?" I was like, that's, that's not how that works. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that's, not, that, that's what I'm saying. At the very least, if he signed a contract extension, a contract extension would stipulate you're not allowed to be on TV for other companies. WWE's learned from the '90s, man, when WCW was uh, taking advantage of their handshake deals. Lex Luger showing up a Nitro. Um, Rick Rude showing up the same night. They've learned their lesson. Trust me, they're not just going to let that happen. So, um, 
Yeah. I don't I don't really believe that one bit. That's my personal opinion. Um but yeah, um you know, we'll we'll get back to that. I think we'll leave yeah. that towards towards the end, but yeah. um So I do want to say congratulations to Sarah Sarah Logan and Raymond Rowe of the Viking Raiders. Uh Sarah Logan's actually announced um maybe a couple weeks ago that she's retiring. And then sure enough, oh. sure enough, she just announced that she was pregnant. So she she is pregnant right now. Um, I guess so. So it's a good thing. I mean, I mean, she's not working with WWE. So here's my thing, by the way. You, do you remember when Sarah Logan got released? A lot of reports came out saying that WWE had signed her back almost instantaneously. Mm. So I kind of I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I feel like WWE might be have signed her back just to like pay for her maternity leave. If that makes sense, oh, like wow. almost like, oh, we didn't know you were pregnant like that. But I, I'm, again, I'm speculating, but maybe it was like she was like, hey, I'm pregnant, by the way. I just didn't want to say anything. And WWE's like, all right, like we'll pay you the amount of your pregnancy. Like we'll we'll do something like that, because obviously she had she never came back to WWE TV. Yet those reports had come out. So either they were untrue or to me, it was probably something like that, that maybe they're helping take a, taking care of her, but keeping that on the down low, that sort of thing. But speaking yeah. of wrestlers coming back, uh, Monday Night Raw, what do you think about the return of, uh, not the return, but I guess the closing <laughs> of a chapter for, for Heath Slater? Yeah. That's weird. So this was this just like a one-off thing, or was it? Well, they did an interview with him after, draw, where yeah. he kind of like was like, "This was my swan song kind of thing," and my wow. goodbye. But um, so I think Heath Slater is done. It was it was a cool segment. It yeah, was super it was. emotional. He's like, man, it's like I, I got kids. Like this is real life. Like sort of stuff. I loved how and he did like, it too. Where were you? Yeah, yeah. When he was like, oh, you know, not the twenty. 20 kids that the WWE <laughs> right. universe thinks you know, I have, but I my actual kids, yeah. two little girls that look up to their daddy as a hero. And I was like, man, like that's tugging at the heartstrings. You know, I pose this question and I'll pose it to the chat. You know, how'd you feel about that? How do you feel about WWE using a real life um, storyline, a real life situation to be a storyline? Um, what I said personally is I was like, I think people need to realize this is the only kayfabe we have. Because everyone knows wrestling's a work. Everyone knows. I mean, the fact that we have podcasts where we talk about it, like that's unheard of back in the day. You know, so everybody knows wrestling is fake. So how do you elicit the emotion that uh, crowds felt when uh, kayfabe was still believed? You got to take real life situations and draw from them. That's like going back to what I said about the Jeff Hardy situation. When you talk about him being an alcoholic and stuff, you got to draw from that place. It may be a negative storyline to you, but that's what they're trying to elicit uh, from that um, emotion. Uh, or that emotion is what they're trying to elicit, right. I should say. So Heath Slater being fired and tearing up and saying, like, I don't know what's next for me, but this is this, you know. And when you're sitting at home and you're feeling that, that's the only way they can do it. Because if Heath Slater was uh, not fired and doing that, but he sort in a storyline had gotten fired and stuff, what you would be saying right now is, Oh man, that was a stupid promo. We all know he's hired. Mm. Like we all know WWE's paying him. You see what I'm saying? So now when you're drawing from a real place, you, no matter what, you know you feel that because there is some truth to that. I call it all the time. I, it's what I call kayfabe 2.0. That that's kayfabe 2.0 in a nutshell. Right, right, it's like right. you have to draw from a real place. Yeah, this is like the reality era. The so reality like you era. Can't really, right? You can't really do the shot. TV stuff anymore, so this is like, yeah, I guess yeah. the only way to elicit some reaction, to yeah, thing. some real emotion, anyway. Exactly, and, and and you know, back in the '80s, you know, when um, 
you know, Dusty Rhodes or World Wars or beat down Dusty Rhodes and people were like crying and stuff because they're like, fight back, Dusty, fight back. That you don't get that anymore. Like you get it, but you don't get that because people know it's fake per se. The only way to elicit that kind of reaction is for somebody to actually get beat down. Why? Because it's real. So I don't blame WWE for tapping into this. I actually commend them for taking the risk of being, you know, willing to work the crowd the way they're working them by eliciting these emotions. Take a shot every time I say elicit, by the way. <laughs> Damn it, Chris Hamrick, if y'all don't remember who Chris yeah. Hamrick is, he's been on episode 17 of our podcast and he's been on uh he's a former ECW wrestler, actually one of the best Legend. workers in the damn business as far as I'm concerned. He is on <laughs> he is on our Instagram right now and he told me to shut the hell up. So <laughs> Uh, yes, Chris, I will. Chris Hamrick had the most emotional. You want to, but actually, don't. Right. I'm glad he, he popped up because here's a great one. I'm sure you've all seen it. There's a clip online of CM Punk versus Chris Hamrick. And you want to talk about eliciting emotion, right? And hopefully he doesn't kill me for this, right? But you want to talk about eliciting emotion. Um, Chris Hamrick goes down with a knee injury in that match. He, he tears his knee, right? Like what he kind of gets um, the tree of woe in the, in the turnbuckle. And CM Punk stops. The whole crowd is like silent, you know. They, Chris Hamrick gets picked up. He's limping. He's limping. CM Punk's literally like clapping to the crowd as in like show him some love. And then Chris Hamrick steps and just knees him in the face. And just starts, starts like doing the strut. <laughs> And all the crowd was like, fuck this guy. Like, God damn. Because like, they went through like 10 minutes of like carrying this guy out and doing stuff. And you see, like, Chris, he says it right here. He says, we had them yeah. in the palm of our hands. Nice. That's what I'm saying. So he, he knows exactly what I'm talking about, eliciting real emotion. Because people legitimately thought he had hurt his knee. And he did, like, again, not just because he's here, but he did the amazing, amazing job. I, like, the first time I ever saw that video clip, I was like, wow, I didn't know he fucked up his knee like that. Mm. And that, you know, he's got like tears in his eyes and he's, he's got them. It's a different feel. You hear silence, but that silence of like, oh, like that wasn't supposed to happen. And then, yeah, it, it's so when he does the whole kick, you just hear the crowd just like erupt. And it was like, F this guy, like, you know, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a perfect example of it. It's like, you got to draw from real human emotions because if people even remotely think it's fake, in the sense, right? If they, you know, because right. crowds, crowds will always think they know better than the than the boys. They always think they know better than the workers and better than WWE and better than AEW or whoever. But if you can really, really suspend their disbelief, you got them. You got them. So, so I'm glad Hammer came in there. Go, go sell that. Go watch that clip. Go find that clip. Just search Chris Hammer CM Punk. Rick knows. And this is why I use uh, work uh, the boys' workers' terms uh, during her commentary. <laughs> yeah, we to did, unless it's a real reaction. Let me from let me let me explain what Brandon's talking about. So we we did we did some commentary for Knockout, and I kept having to mute my microphone because I was about to kill him. No. Because he kept so using bad. he kept using quote unquote insider terms on commentary. Where he's like, oh, this guy's a great worker. And I literally, like, <laughs> muting my microphone. I'm like, can you say he's a great wrestler? 
Like why? Are you, oh, oh, this guy what was it? What, what else did you say? There was like oh, a couple. I did, I did a, I did a, Oh, he threw up the X. You're yeah, like, Brendan's no, like, oh, he threw up the X. He got injured. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap. and I'm like, I didn't know. Yeah, it's, no it's like, it's like, I'm like, yeah. Brandon, no, not not that he threw up the X. Say that he's there's an injury. Uh, and I'm like telling so yeah, him, I'm like, well, Brandon, yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, Brandon, yeah. it was just slipping out because I didn't know. I didn't know that was the thing. Like, you know, I like, I like what Hamrick said. By the way, he's yeah. still in our Instagram chat right now. He yeah. says, uh, they can't get any sympathy because no one sells anymore. And I agree with that. <laughs> you want to talk about selling? Look no further than Ricky Morton. I was telling you that because Brandon didn't understand. Brandon's a, such a freaking noob. Uh, <laughs> when um when Jr. said that um the Young Bucks did a couple of Ricky and Roberts. I said, Brandon, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you tell me what that is. Oh, yeah. And Brandon's like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, the Rock and Roll Express with the double drop kick. But Ricky Morton's a perfect example of that. I think everybody's gone to the school, no pun intended, because he's got a school of Morton. But everyone's gone yeah. to the, the, the school of Ricky Morton, you know, in terms of selling. If you want to learn how to sell, go look at Ricky Morton. Nobody could garner sympathy. And he was like a pretty boy. Like, there was no mm. reason to feel bad for him. You know what I mean? He had the looks, he had the talent, he had the charisma. Yet, when he got beat down, you felt every bit of pain. Like, the one, the one that I think, um, just off the top of my head, is later on in his career, but when the, the gangsters in uh, Smoky Mountain beat the crap out of Ricky Morton, uh, that was a great, because it was actually like supposed to be like the Rodney King beating, but the opposite. The black guys oh, beating man, down the yeah. white guys, <laughs> and um, and Ricky Morton sold out like a champ. Like they were, you New Jack would like they were ready to kill New Jack after that. So again, guys in the chat, I know we're going a little old school. With this you can tell I'm passionate about it though. Like I, I really like old school wrestling and and, and some of yeah. those uh, those things, <laughs> which is maybe we should talk about that uh, Canadian <laughs> oh, yeah. Destroyer because uh, I, I had a problem with it, and uh, I'll old explain. Came out, my old bro. school definitely came out, so let's talk, let's talk a little old school, right? <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Hamrick, Hamrick says that's racist. By the way, <laughs> yes, it was. But um, no, let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, old school. So um, there were a, there were two spots that happened. And they were the same spots, but Brandon actually pointed out, quote unquote, my hypocrisy <laughs> because I liked one and didn't like the other. So on AEW during the eight man tag, uh, I don't even remember who it was. It was uh, it was um, Penta Which Al Zero. Yeah. It was Penta Al Zero did a Canadian Destroyer to I don't remember who because they were just like dogpiled at a certain point. But he did a, a Canadian Destroyer spot where he flipped. And they landed in in the crowd, you know, of people, the yeah, sea of people, exactly. and everybody went out. Now, in the NXT main event, there was the same spot where Adam Cole did it to Keith Lee. I hated the one on AEW, and I like the one that Adam Cole did to Keith Lee. And Brandon's like, how can you like one and not like the other? Because they're both a freaking Canadian destroyer spot. And I go, okay, it's because of what was done. And this is where the old school in me comes out. Because it's like, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, flipping Canadian Destroyer to the outside of the ring off of someone else's back or whatever they did, amazing in terms of athleticism. Amazing, right? Easily the better spot. But when Adam Cole does a running, uh, runs at Keith Lee, and he jumps at him and he keith lee 300 pound flips 
to me, it's more impressive because it looked more realistic than the other one. The other one was, was to me, was, was set up a little bit. Would They had to, like, time it. They had to set it up. So, again, to me, it looked like a wrestling spot. When we talk about realism, right? It, it, it looked like a wrestling spot. Whereas, like, the Adam Cole one, the subtlety is that, yes, it's a wrestling spot, because, but because of the way... Um, how do I say it? The... The rotation, the timing, the everything, it looked like so seamless. That's the way to say it. It looked so seamless that it was like, oh, that's impressive. So the mm. timing was there, the everything was there, as opposed to like guys setting up and looking and waiting for the spot. So again, I don't want to take <laughs> away from it, but it kind of goes back to yeah. what like, you know, Hamrick's saying, like guys don't sell it, that. It, that's a subtlety to me. It's like, it's like guy, you know, there was that like now it's like something like you're looking for spots does that make sense i know maybe i'm not explaining it too well but it's like it's like yeah that's cool but the old school in me wants to be able to to suspend my disbelief it's why someone like the undertaker is so well regarded in my eyes because he doesn't need to do stuff that he does but when he does it it means something that's what it is. I think it's the subtle storytelling. It's like, I don't want just flip, 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 flip. I want the build to that one flip, which makes it seem so much better. So, yeah, I did, I do, I did have a problem. Uh, you see, that's... Uh, that's uh... But, you, see, but you see, yeah. Hollis says, see, that's the thing. I want to escape reality. We all do. We all do. And that's the thing. It's like, but there's a, a subtle art to storytelling. You know, you don't want the movie that's like bang, bang, bang. You want the movie that's the roller coaster. You want them mm. to drop you to bring you back up. You know, it's why when you give a gift to somebody, you know, it, I say it like this. If somebody, if your child is spoiled, I'm just to be blunt. If your child is spoiled mm. and gets these gifts all the time, they don't appreciate it. But if on Christmas morning, you tell your kid, I didn't get you anything. What do you mean he didn't get me anything? I didn't get you anything. Couldn't afford it. Okay, okay, I'm all right. And the child understands, but obviously his child is disappointed. And then you come around the corner with a puppy. Now the child is like, oh, like, because they took their feelings got taken here to be taken back up. So I, I call back to that hammer spot. Everybody <laughs> thought he was hurt, so they, they really got into their emotions. So when he gave the kick to CM Punk in the back and he strutted, it's like, wow, like, wow, they brought us there. You know, that emotion came out. You know, so yeah. Have you not seen? Of course, I've seen Speed. I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. First of all, huge. But even but Speed was building. But you see, you you're, you're proving my point without realizing it. So Speed, the movie with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, the whole movie was, oh my God, what's going to happen to them? It's not like they just crashed every two seconds. That you're proving my point. It, literally, the whole suspense was, oh my God, they need to stay alive. Now, if they had crashed and that just happened, it wouldn't have been as good. So that, that was my point. Like, I hope, and I don't want anyone to think I was hating on that match. I actually really liked the eight man match. I really did. You know. But anyway. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, you, you know, you still think, well, I guess you said you thought it was impressive, you know, athletically. But like do you feel like they're at least sort of on the same level like they're both it was sort of both ridiculous sort of spot you know thing to do but they both sort of look cool like you'd still like them both 
you can still <laughs> like that. you can you can still like them yeah. both but you know in terms of me being invested i guess my thing is right. like i've always said like okay like This and I, I could go into a huge rant about this, but I don't, you know, I don't want to rant about this because I don't want to take yeah. away from everybody. But it's like, you know, you can sit there and it's like you, you could do a high spot, and somebody will go home and just say, "Hey, do you remember that Canadian destroyer?" I would give you a perfect example. I don't remember who hap- who did the fucking Canadian destroyer in AEW. I don't remember the recipient. I don't remember. The, I just remember it was a cool spot. Do you want them going to- home talking about the spot, or do you want them going home talking about you? So it's like to me, it's like I I I went out of Keith Lee and and Adam Cole talking about holy crap they had a good match. I didn't go out of it talking about man. Did you see that Canadian Destroyer spot? I don't remember what two wrestlers those were. Mm. So that that's my thing is like it's like you can do something that's better, but it's got to mean more. There's a way. There's a subtle. There's a subtle way of making you care more about it. But uh, anyway, yeah. And Kamrick says, by the way, this is like watching. A, he says it's like watching a Corey Graves match. That's boring. He said that, not me. So, <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Um, speaking speaking of great sellers, I there's reports that Vince McMahon um, apparently sees Matt Riddle as a young Shawn Michaels. I don't know if I believe that necessarily of how that was said because it's like I I don't think Shawn Michaels when I see Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle is just a, like a good wrestler. But speaking of, of Matt Riddle. Uh, I don't know, again, maybe I'll be controversial when I say this, but he released a hmm. video talking about the sexual assault allegations, oh. and uh, basically, you go watch it on his uh, on his Twitter, but basically, he admitted to having an affair with uh, Candy Cartwright, I, I don't remember her real name, uh, he admitted to having an affair, but he's like, you know, that story on the bus with me forcing you to do that, that's all fabricated, he's like, I've never sexually assaulted anyone in my life, I did cheat on my wife, oh. he's like, I cheated on my wife, uh, you know, I'm a crappy person for it. I ended things because I was hiding things from my wife. I felt like a shitty person. And then you started stalking me because you wouldn't take no for an answer. And I'm inclined to believe him just because of the Mm -hmm. way he said it. Because he basically was just like, you know, you you talk about psychology. uh, You know, he was just like nonchalant saying like, this is what it is. I'm not happy that I cheated on my wife. This is what it is. We've worked through it, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, why would he admit that? Like, why would he admit like, oh, I've cheated on my wife? You know what I mean? So he basically would was just... Would, yeah. Would it have been crazy had he been, like, suspended just right at the onset of, like, of the accusations? Like, the accusations come it out been and crazy. WWE yeah. was just like, oh, all right, we're suspending you. For- well, remember, originally his uh, segment was actually taken off. His segment, um, debut segment. But he alluded to that. He's like, once she didn't get her way, she wanted to ruin my career. Mm. And, you know, again, I... I always said, like, I felt like that one was a little bit different than all the speaking out. And it kind of pisses me off, to be honest with you, because I'm like, this whole speaking out movement was like supposed to, you know, give people a voice in the wrestling business. And then you got this person to me lying about Matt Riddle. And so now the energy is going to be that everybody's a liar because it's just going to all get grouped together and that's irresponsible. So I think it was selfish. Um, I, yeah, and, I don't know if you can want to talk about this, but did you kind of get into this with somebody a little bit on uh, social media? Or is uh, that for something? No, no, no. It, it, it's, I mean, somebody says, you know, yeah. it, it would. I don't really want to get too much into it. Yeah, but it's not too, yeah. The comment was basically, you know, um, I, I still believe her because men lie. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. to me, it's like you can't hit that energy because if you tell me men lie, I, I don't listen to you. And, and if you tell me women lie, I don't listen to you. Because once you've hit the energy of grouping people together, there's no fixing it. Because that's the same energy to say 
black people are all the same, women are all the same, you know, men are all the same. It's coming from a place of something happened, maybe an isolated incident, and you're now defining a whole race, gender, sex, what creed, whatever, by that, and that means there's no fixing it. So I don't argue with you at that point. Does that mm. make sense? If you're like, oh, wrestling's that fake shit. Again, I don't argue with you. I've heard people say that, oh, wrestling's that fake shit. Cool, well, you watch Marvel. <laughs> Marvel's that fake shit, too, but the point is you suspend your disbelief, and, you know, the point is you have your view, your wrong view, and it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and Hamrick says, that's racist. I'm talking about racist people. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps saying Hamrick that's racist. speaking the truth right now. Hamrick is speaking the truth. <laughs> Oh, dang, man. But, uh, but speaking of non-truths, you're talking about the truth. Um, so there were all these reports that Kyrie Sane was going back to Japan and getting uh, retiring. Yeah. Kyrie we're Sane shows her ass. Right, we're getting work. <laughs> Kyrie Sane shows up on Monday. Um, and, you know, I'm wondering, did they give he her Slater? that time off to just learn her and Asuka's song on the flute? Because that's what she did backstage. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome, bro. She killed like, it on the recorder. Oh, my that God. Was awesome. Yeah, what she did on the recorder, it was really funny. It was so good. But, man, that was like, that was one of those things where it made me go, yeah, you see, you can't. I, that's why I always have an asterisk next to th- something I say. If you notice, I always say, reports are saying that Kyrie Sane's going back to Japan. I don't say, hey, Kyrie Sane's going back to Japan. Because if right. I say that, I'm going to look like an idiot the next week. And sure enough, Kyrie Sane came back <laughs> to Monday Night Raw. So, you know. We're working on all of this, weird. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's been weird how it happened. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and with the uh, Drake Maverick too. We thought he was he was gone, and then well, no, Drake Maverick was well, gone. I guess he but, was gone, but yeah. you know because of his popularity in that storyline, uh, he got brought back. Uh, but speaking of uh, new things being or things being brought back, uh, we had the U.S. title redesigned. What'd you think about that? I, oh, I, I don't have like a picture it. of it, but uh, what'd you think about the? design of the title there that's the one uh that was mvp holding that one yeah mvp yeah was holding yeah, the new yeah. One. yeah 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 no I, hey i dig it man i mean i like the i like the old united states because it had like the flag color in it like, which was cool uh, i kind of like i kind of cool like that the new one doesn't because it looks more like a okay. gaudy like a title belt i actually okay. didn't like the design of the old title belt not because of the flag necessarily but because it looked a little bit too like colorful you know what i mean mm-hmm. as opposed to like, like having the t- some like gold Oh, please don't it get me started. Of course TNT. it looks better. The TNT title's not done, so of course it looks better than the TNT title. But uh, no, I thought, it, I thought it looked really good, but apparently no one else thought it looked good because Raw drew a 1.67 million rating. So, uh, Is that why they saw the title? Like, they no, saw the title and they're like, ah, like we're going back to watching Law & Order SVU. I'd rather see some sexual assault cases. <laughs> Do you, Law like, & Order SVU you know, is awesome, by the way. Yeah. And... Like you know, Raw had that had a pretty emotional opening segment. You know, I dug with uh, you know McIntyre and Slater. So, like, what do you think? The problem is, you just think you know it's just an off week or something that'll bounce back up later. Or you I think this is like a, a trending problem or something? I, I, or think, it, I think we're I'm starting to worry a little bit. I'll say it like that. We are coming off a of Fourth of July weekend though, uh, so maybe people were still kind of partying. But you know, I mean, God knows people were still shooting off fireworks Monday night for some odd reason. What's going on, man? I, I smoked a cigar in up. America's name, you know. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. I always say I know what there's stuff going on in our country and stuff, but I, I still am always proud to be an American. I always say that. I, I'm proud of my country because to me it's like, you know, it's like your child, you know. If your child is uh, a certain way or going through a certain stage, should you not love your child anymore? 
you know, you still love your child and know that there's some growing to be done. So that's kind of where I feel like our country's in. You know what I mean? I don't I didn't mean to get serious, but, you know, because I, I saw some people kind of have problems with the fact that I was posting about like American flags and stuff. And they're mm. like, but they were like, oh, but you were posting Black Lives Matter just the last week. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't Kenny. know these things were different. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I could still be proud. I could still be proud and then <laughs> know that there's some growth to be done. Brandon, growth is a word. I, you see, you don't understand it because you're ignorant. So growth yeah. is a term for people who want to better themselves. It's I just sort of, I just sort of fly with flag, bro. <laughs> don't tread on me, flag. Yeah, don't tread on me, baby. If you if you see a car, if you see a car going around with a don't tread on me flag, that's definitely Brandon. Yeah. You know who it is. It's a hundred percent Brandon. You know what's up? <laughs> but I've, Brandon's got too much creative freedom on his damn car. You know, you just got it's just. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that uh, so I, I wanted to make a point which this is going to be about theme songs and everyone's going to look at me weird but i i, I want you oh, to kind of yeah. i kind of want you to to, to to go with me here um so i was talking about aew might have a problem with too much creative freedom on little little things sometimes and i you know i noticed these little things and i hope they don't become a problem in the future uh i give an example it, it was dumb but again bear with me here uh private party changed their theme song now, on paper, I hated Private Party's old theme song. It was like, this is a private party. You are not invited. Like, there, it was that. I hated it. Yeah. Um, and now they have this, like, really cool sauntering song where it's like, shots, shots, shots. It, you know. My thing, I said, I was like, it's, it was the wrong decision to change their song. Now, remember, I like the new song better. But I felt like, I told Brandon this, if there was a crowd... The crowd would have cheered for their old song and kind of been silent for their new song. My opinion. So I feel like it was the wrong move, but it kind of made me go to a talk about, you know, um, creative freedom. Sometimes too much creative freedom is a bad thing because a lot of people, as much as like everybody wants to be cool. But sometimes it's not about being cool. It's about being over. And to me, the first song was like, you're going to get over with that where the second song is like, Oh, you're cool, but I don't think you're, you know, getting invested as much. Yeah. Tiff, Tiff's going to give me heat, but you know, trust me, I get, I get what I'm saying. I get what I'm saying (laughs) on this. And, um, you know, I call back to, uh, we were talked about SmackDown versus raw 2007 or something like that. Of and uh, how I could create characters for Brandon and create characters for all my other friends. But then with me, I could never find it because you know what it was? I was trying too hard to be cool. And it wouldn't go with the flow. Brandon would go with like a really stupid character and run with it. Yet I took myself too seriously. So that's kind of where I feel like with Private Party, it's like they were doing the screaming and the yelling. But it's like now they have this cool theme song. It's like it would have worked if they were heels. But to me, it's like the baby faces, the other, th- this is a private party. Like that, all of that would have got everybody more hype. You know, it's just, it's just my take. And I, again, I think it's just, uh, it's a subtlety, but sometimes oh, if a wrestler gets too much creative freedom, like if they were like, Hey, we want to change our theme song. And they're like, okay, cool. I feel like, you know, it should have been like, Hey, listen, the theme song that you have now, like there, there's a reason we like it. So we want you to keep that. Is that cool? And just have that conversation. So to me, it's like, you yeah. know. Just yeah. Now, now he says uh, like like Jericho's theme is like you know. Is yeah, Jericho, I, I, I said something like that. If Jericho like, changed yeah. his song, it would be weird, right? Like, but it's Chris right. Jericho. It's like, how can you 
really deny him of that creative freedom. But if you tell him, like, Chris, like, come on, dude, like, Judas is associated with you now. Like, we can't change that. Maybe he'll, you know, he'll listen. But can you imagine Jericho coming out to some, something different? No, 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 I can't. Yeah. <laughs> private party. That's, well, yeah, my, my thing was, I, I felt maybe they changed it because the song they have now sounds more current. Like more like current style song. I, I, I told Brandon. Party, party I told like Brandon did, did it. I said. I said they both sound like LMFAO era, like you know, like stuff. You know, it's it's ten years ago. It, it like like this shirt yeah. was relevant. This TNA shirt was relevant when yeah. those songs were popular. But um, right. <laughs> Hamrick, Hamrick, because Hamrick knows people. Remember this. So Hamrick literally yeah. said, "I'm gonna go tell Private Party." You said they can't get over. <laughs> Hamrick's a Which damn stooge. He's a damn locker room stooge. He I've does. always known it. He's gonna go tell private Eric party. Does. Yeah, <laughs> fuck man. But uh, <laughs> change the theme back. Change your theme back. But uh, hey, by the way, we're about to end on Instagram. Uh, I got an hour time limit, but we're still going on YouTube. So pop over to our YouTube. It's on our page if you got time there. Uh, hit a thumbs up on our YouTube page. But thank you guys for joining us on Instagram. So I'll see you in a little bit. Um, yeah, man. I <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Mason says he doesn't like the way Roberts introduces Private Party with the cran uh, cranberry vodka stuff. That's good, but that goes back to th you say it's cringe, but I say it's getting it's getting them over because it's just it's it's different. It's different. Everybody else has weights. They have you know twenty four ounces of vodka cranberry. Like that's funny. It's kind of like when Sting was announced and they said the this is Sting or the man they call Sting like it's just a little subtlety uh to get somebody over so I, I appreciate it I don't know but anyway um what else would we have to talk about here yeah. Brandon oh I, yeah this is kind of a downer I guess but uh the Linda McMahon situation oh, yeah. Stephanie posted that uh, Stephanie McMahon posted oh. that her uh her grandmother uh passed away at 93 years old last week uh, but I, I thought the, the reason I wanted to call attention to it, I, I thought the her final words were, were kind of cool. They were talking about, um, you know, they were hugging her uh, basically on her deathbed. And and uh, she woke up and she kind of said, are you all leaving? And they said, no. And she goes, oh, you're just loving. And they said, yeah. And she goes, you know, the world needs more love or or something like that. You know, mm. I, I can't remember the exact words. I should go pull it up. But. Um, yeah, I just thought, I thought it was cool because, you know, um, that's kind of the way you want to go out, you know what I mean? Feeling loved and with your family surrounding, uh, surrounding you, but it is hard to know that, you know, they lost her grandmother or Lynn McMahon lost her mother in this sense, um, during this COVID era. Cause obviously, you know, the funeral is going to be mm -hmm. a little weird in that sense. Uh, so her last words were, let there be love. That, that was what she said. She closed her eyes, put her head back in the pillow and said, let there be love. So, um, well, yeah, that, I thought, I thought that was, that was cool in that sense, but you know, my condolences to them, um, you know, obviously you don't want to lose any, anybody at any time, regardless of how old she was 93. That's, that's a hell of a life. That's a hell yeah. of a life. And yeah, La Lana's, uh, it's Lana's dad. I'm pretty sure that has COVID not, not mom, uh, okay. Lana, Lana's dad got diagnosed, but, uh, with COVID. So, you know, take, take this thing seriously, man. Not, not to bring the mood down, right. not to bring the mood down, but yeah. 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 But yeah, well, to bring the mood back up, I guess. Well, I guess you could bring it back up. Uh, I, I guess we kind of covered everything except for your epic rant here. I guess no, about, we got two things. We got two uh, things. Uh, yeah, you got two things. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah, Keith Lee. Well, no, I guess we talked about Keith Lee winning the title already. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Um, the fact that 
I don't have a I don't have a problem with the match. I don't have a problem with the match. I have a problem with people's energy, right? Because I want you to remember this. When it was announced that the Undertaker and and uh, Undertaker and AJ Styles were facing each other in a boneyard match, and it was announced the the Firefly Funhouse match, people had a field day. They were like, "This is stupid. WWE's crap." Blah blah blah. They were going off on this. So it gets announced that uh, Rey Mysterio is facing Seth Rollins, the loser. Has to have an eye extracted. <laughs> now on paper, this is ridiculous. But people are like, this "What the fuck great. is this? What is that?" And I'm like, "Guys, come on, use your head. It's gonna be a cinematic match. It's gonna be a quirky match, and then the end is gonna be like sound effect. And then, uh, you know." And, Wait, yeah, do you think they'll actually do that, or will there be, like, no payoff? It'll be some weird, like, screen ending to where, like, there's, like, no eye extraction at all? No, they'll, I think they'll have I, an I'm eye hoping, extraction, yeah. because remember, the whole event right? is, called, yeah. is marketed as uh, the horror show. <laughs> so it's marketed as the horror show, uh, Extreme Rules, so I think most of these matches are going to be cinematic. I don't, think, I don't think there's any reason to think it won't be. So this will be heavily <laughs> edited, there'll be some stuff, like, just let it play out, because I think, you know... I think this will be a lot better than people are thinking. That is my point. We're laughing. You hear us laughing because on paper, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But if you pay attention, it's like, come on, WWE is doing some good things with these uh, cinematic matches. I don't think we have any reason to just, you know, be mad about it already. Yeah. That's just my you got thing. got the, the Swamp and uh, Strowman. That could be pretty good with Bray uh, Wyatt and Strowman. Or like their swamp match was, I'm assuming, will probably be a cinematic deal. That's what I'm saying. The, the cinema, so that'd be pretty good. Yeah, it, that'll be cinematic. Like ex- I think Extreme Rules will be a lot better than um, the majority of people are thinking, and, and that's my thing. It's just like, come on, guys, just let just let it happen. <laughs> we'll forgive them for this eye extraction match if it turns out Look, pretty good. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna actually be on uh, the Angle Podcast. Uh, a couple friends of mine have a podcast and gonna be on that podcast uh, next week discussing extreme rules and, and stuff and i'm sure i'll have nice. something to say about that um by the way here, here's what, like randomly i just want to show everybody this yeah. meme that i posted that's gaining a huge traction <laughs> yeah huge traction on, on instagram so i thought maybe i'd, I'd show it to y'all um <laughs> so it's uh it's a <laughs> It's Kane's mask in 1997 and Kane's mask in 2020. <laughs> and I said, oh, you're taking a big downgrade there. <laughs> but, I, yeah, it would have been cool if corporate Kane came out like that. Uh, but anyway, but anyone who's in audio land, please go to Instagram.com slash AKFYT wrestling to see what we're ta- what the hell we're talking about. But anyway, guys, um, in wrapping up, you know, I know this is one of those episodes where I feel like I did more... Uh, talking about <laughs> life more than anything but sometimes that happens that's that's kind of what i'm feeling now i'm actually listening to this audiobook um called the subtle art of not giving a fuck and uh chris, <laughs> believe it or not so chris van vliet was actually the person who recommended me that book i actually asked him something i was talking about something else and he uh it's like a year ago even uh, almost a year ago he he was like oh you should read this book so i'm finally reading it getting around to reading it and he's dead on. It's it, it it's funny. It's the complete opposite of like an inspirational book, because everybody's mm. talking about you know usually like you need to be your best version of yourself. You need to be this. This book is talking about like you just forget all of that. Don't even try. And it's the whole point mm. of like you need to stop because they're they're saying like st- like if you look in the mirror and you say affirmations, 
it's acknowledging that you're not where you want to be and that you want to be the person that loves themselves and stuff and it's like basically stop all that shit and just be that person don't give a fuck about it yeah so it's yeah. it's it's a really it's a really good book i recommend you all read it but yes been a weird episode this has been like the horror show extreme rules horror show it's like this is this is our episode where we extracted our eye but sometimes you just gotta let it play out i have weird energy today so we got to go with it. But Brandon, anything else? I mean, Brandon's not hasn't been awake this whole episode. So <laughs> dude, come on, I got nothing to bounce my energy off of right now. I had Chris Hamrick was a better co-host of this episode <laughs> than freaking Hamrick Brandon was. For the assist, shout out Chris Hamrick for bringing the bringing some professionality to this podcast. Professionality, definitely shout out. That's not a yes. word. Professionalism. <laughs> professionality <laughs> all right guys well i'm gonna let you all go and i'm gonna gonna play this for you because god knows it applies to this episode hello the opinions expressed by brandon brown during this podcast are his alone they do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the kenny free thoughts podcast to anyone i may have offended my humblest apologies